Welcome to the Surge Strength Podcast, powered by Ritter Sports Performance. This podcast is dedicated to helping swim coaches and swimmers learn how to properly implement dry land and strength training programs that result in moving better, reducing injuries, and swimming faster. Let's join your host, Chris Ritter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Surge Strength Podcast. Hope you're doing well. I'm excited. In just a few weeks, we are going to be hosting the free webinar, The Process of Dryland Training. I know it's a few weeks away, but make sure you register now. Put it on your calendar. Decide to be there live. It's going to help you much more in some of the stuff that I'm going to be teaching you and it's going to be an interactive setting. So I want you to be there live so that you can take the most from that. You can register by going to the process of dryland.training, not.com, the process of dryland.training. The link is in the show notes as well. And then at the end of the month, we are excited to open enrollment again for you to become Surge Strength Dryland certified. That's starting on Monday. April 26th. You can learn more about becoming SSDC on our website, surgestrength.com slash certification. There's also a wait list that you can sign up for there to make sure that you know when open enrollment happens because it will be for a limited time. I don't want you to miss out on that. In today's episode, the Dryland Talk, we have Guy Novak, and he is a swim coach all the way over in Israel. And Guy is still working through becoming SSDC, so he hasn't even gone through the whole certification and passed yet, and he is still learning so much. One of the things that came out in part of the conversation that you're going to hear today on the podcast is he talked about how, again, he's only a few modules into it, not even halfway, I think, by the time that we had recorded this podcast, but he was able to create a training program for the 30 kids that he's coaching, but they're all very diverse in their athletic abilities. And he just talked about how that's game changing for him. And again, he's only halfway through and able to implement things like that. So becoming SSDC really does give you the knowledge and the confidence to navigate whatever your specific dryland situation is. And at the end of the day, get results for your athletes, because that's why you're a coach. You're there to help them be the best that they can be. And dryland is a huge part of that potential that they could fulfill. And they're going to be able to see results in the water. So this is a great conversation with Guy. Let's go ahead and jump on in with him. Dryland Talk. So I want to ask you then, you, you have, yeah, you have a background in physical education, you've done dryland training with triathletes and swimmers now. What pushed you over the edge or had you decide, I need to become SSDC if you already had all this knowledge? Like, I'm curious, what what made you say, hey, I need this? I think, I think uh, there's a few things that can go as an answer here. So first of all, I uh, became familiar with uh, podcasts only recently in COVID times. So I never... I never used to listen to podcasts. I was like one of the people that would say, why would you listen to something like that instead of music? As you can see, I have a guitar behind me. So music <laughs> is my passion. And as, I was, and as I was starting to work out outside, outdoors and not at the gym, I decided that on my walk to the, um, let's say, outdoor gym, 
I was listening to a podcast and I was looking for podcasts about swimming and I got to you. And then you started talking about dryland, which is something that I do. I was like, okay, let's see. Let's see if other people think like me on the way things should be done. And I really liked the ideas. So I decided, okay, I, I'm not studying anymore. So, I mean, I think like, I'm not a student anymore and I need to find a way to keep my knowledge uh, sharp. You know what I mean? Like to stay on my toes, to be on top of my game, all these cliches. So, I mean, I have to keep my knowledge going. And I know you talked about programming a lot and testing and assessment, which is something that I felt, I felt like I'm, I'm behind. Okay, so I know all these exercises, but sometimes I feel like I'm not necessarily putting them at the right time or using them at the right time. So it's like, so I took your course as a, a way to verify my knowledge or learn new things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how did it come out? How, how did you fare? <laughs> I know you're still working through it. <laughs> so to, to be fair, to, to, to be fair, to be fair, I'm still, uh, I'm still on the course. So I didn't finish yet. I'm actually pretty early in the, in the, in the course, I'm, I just finished uh, yesterday uh, your pool overview, pooling overview, or the pool. Exercise. Okay, so you're in module so two still. Movements and movements and exercises. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So I didn't really get to the part that I'm really, really intrigued about. But as you know, the course is like you have right. to finish every level before you go, like every module before you go to the next one. But Module five, six, seven. That's gonna be that's gonna be your place, guy. Where we get assessments, you figure yeah, out how to that, put it together. <laughs> that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Oh, I, I mean, it's it sounds funny, and I guess it's not a popular uh, opinion right now. But I, you know, COVID times they made us think differently about things, and I think that mm. not having any competitions this year made our um, let's say general preparation so long and. You want to like you want to be better than better than the other teams. I mean, as in, I'm gonna use this time correctly, and it made me think more about program, like more, more and more about how to do it well. Because you know the cycles are very obvious. You know, you have the championship, like national championships. You you are very uh, uh, used to it, and this year they they. It changed everything. Like all the cards were shuffled, and now you want to do things differently. Maybe you want to utilize the time differently. So, I decided that I really need to get to the programming part again and learn it all all uh, over again. No, guy, I, I appreciate your perspective on that. I feel like I've been saying it on repeat here for almost a year. Of even though this is a really hard yeah. year and a very different year. You have to look at it in the standpoint of what can we get done this year that we probably never have the opportunity again because of the circumstances. And it sounds like that's that was your point of view too. To be fair, yeah. To be fair, you know when they closed, uh, I know it happened in the states as well. But here you had at least for the age groups, um, you couldn't swim for a while, and you had all these uh, like Zoom uh, trainings that we did, and and. First of all, you have to interest the kids so they actually log in. And mm. then you think to yourself, okay, I can take it towards the exercises they already know so I know they can do it well even if I'm not really next to them and like, like moving them myself manually. Or that's the time they can really 
learn and understand everything and every concept you want them to understand. I mean, I never had uh, a driving training every day until COVID. And now I had like, um, in Israel, we go Sunday to Friday, not yeah. Monday to Saturday. So I had a training every Sunday to Friday, every day for at least an hour and everybody at their homes. So I can finally work on posture and correct uh, technique and all these kind of things, even though they're only 11 and 12, mm. you know what I mean? So that like you had to take that opportunity. No, that's awesome. So guy, I'm curious, you said you felt like pretty confident in knowing a lot of different exercises and just curious, you know, working through now module two, where that's all about movements and exercises, was there any new insights or maybe it confirmed what you were doing? Talk to me about maybe that specific one. Okay. So, um, I think stretching and mobility was something missing for me. So like the Eldoa stretch, I never <laughs> seen it before. It was completely Have you tried it yet? to be fair two days after. Yeah. So two days after that, I thought, I thought the kids how to do it. And I used to like, I asked them, where do you feel? Like, where do you feel the pain? Where do you feel the pressure? And you can see like every kid, it feels it a bit differently just because it's like full body stretch. And you can see, um, who's tight in the muscle and who is, has a lack of mobility in his shoulders and all these kind of things. So it was pretty new. I, I, I'm not sure I taught it well, but that's because it was new to me. So I, I went through all the stages, like one hand after the other and everything like that, but they liked it. And the crocodile breathing for the, all the brace exercises was pretty new to me. And they tried it. And some of the kids were like, I really don't understand what you want from me. And the other kids were like, oh, this is amazing. I can breathe and hold my stomach. You know what I mean? My abs in. So you can see the difference in their, in their understanding, understanding of the way I teach it. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I was trying to see if most of them get it. So I'm probably, I probably understand what you, you know what I mean? If I taught most of them well, so I understood it well. <laughs> you that's got to make you feel really proud as a coach seeing those light bulb moments go off, whether it's about the breathing yeah, or, you know, I the stretching. I feel, I feel like this is why, why I'm doing it to be fair. Like all the, the ha ha moment that they get, like you teach a kid something and then they use it in the pool and they, you know, they beat their own personal best, like only a day after, like just understanding one simple concept of alignment or, or, even a way to create more power, you know, using like um, uh, connecting the, the core, engaging the core. Um, it's, I love seeing that happen. It's, it's amazing. And it's interesting too, Guy, because again, you have a pretty good knowledge going into it, but it, it's sometimes those little things, right? Like just, just figuring out how to breathe crocodile style laying on the, on the ground. Yeah. That's, that's not a big new exercise to learn or some complex program but you just taking a little bit of time to do that with your athletes, the light bulbs that that can turn on, and then they can take that newfound athleticism of controlling their breath a little bit more on land and in the water, that can be a game changer for some athletes. Definitely. So you, you, you know how, how the competitive world has a lot, a lot of ego in it. And as a coach, if you 
like egocentric like if you think that you know everything and nobody like and you can't learn from anyone else you're gonna get stuck pretty fast i think you know what i mean so opening your mind and learning new things even if it's like a very basic exercise very simple and and while i was listening to you i was like it makes so much sense that i like i'm mad at myself for not thinking about you know what how you talked about all the nervous system and i was like I know of it. How did, like, how come I didn't think about it? So, yeah. So you use the little things. So obviously, yeah, I, I do learn a lot of new things while, you know, how I told you before that I know all these exercises, but I wasn't really sure about when and where to use them. And then you divide it into levels and it makes a lot of sense for me because I always had, I always had an issue about with having a kid that is very athletic and then another kid, the same age exactly, that is very, very level one. And how do you create a training program of, for 30 kids that are all so diverse in their abilities? And yeah, that, that's definitely one of the main game-changing moment, moments that I had with your, with your course, even though I'm only model two. That's awesome. Yeah, you're only in, in two out of eight, and you're already seeing a lot of results and a difference. Yeah. yeah, guy, you shouldn't beat yourself up about, you know, feeling like, oh, I should have known that because I think that's where coaches sometimes misunderstand dryland. Like we talked about earlier, you, if you scroll through Instagram, if you're getting lost in YouTube rabbit holes with exercises, it can feel so easy to be like, oh man, that's a really cool looking thing. I, I must not know what I'm doing because I'm not doing anything like that. And then you start second guessing yourself when it really is the basics and the fundamentals. And if we could just get them a little bit more athletic, a little bit more functional, a little stronger, they can just take off in the water and it doesn't take that much. Yeah. So I think that at this point, I have a lot of uh, more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? self-confidence about my knowledge at this point um it did take a while i mean i used to ask a lot of questions all the time to make sure i was doing the right exercises but i think i think today i think today i have a lot more confidence about uh choosing the exercises and i haven't i even have friends that are swim coaches that ask me about like their traveling programs Actually, so I actually teach a gym instructor's course, like in one of the lectures, like 150 academic hours. And then you listen to someone else, let's say you teach something else. And you're like, how the hell did I not think about Like I teach the exact same thing every week. Yeah. It's the curse of knowledge sometimes, man. You forget what you know. Yeah. And then, so, th and that's the point when I was putting this together for the Surge Strength Drown certification of thinking, I wanted to try to make sure I didn't go too far overheads of coaches that didn't have degrees in physical education, right? Like I needed exactly. to make sure it was basic enough that they understood it. But I also knew on the other hand, coaches like yourself, sometimes you just need a reminder. Hey, remember this thing? You probably, exactly. you know, it's so simple. Exactly. You're just shooting past it. That's exactly it. So, as I said, you, 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 you're teaching all these exercises that I already know. And it, it's enough that you put in like two words, words together that I didn't think of. And it gives more sense to the exercise. You know what I mean? So everybody knows push-ups, but 
when you start talking about alignment and you can yeah. show when it's done properly and when it's done uh, not correctly enough. So these little things that uh, change your coach's eye, you know what I mean? The way you see the, the issues. Yeah, so you just have to, as I said at the beginning, you just have to keep on learning all the time, even though you have the knowledge. You have to keep on hearing other people talk about it and seeing their point of view, exactly like you're doing right now when you talk to me about why my point of view on things. No, that's awesome. What kind of changes have you seen in your kids? I guess we're almost at a year where a lot of people started having lockdowns and stuff and, you know, water time is hit or miss competitions, you know, none, if, if any, what kind of development have you seen athletically with your swimmers and maybe then what you're excited for when there's actually kind of a real swimming season back again? So in Israel, they did this thing that if you have uh, some sort of a international ranking, you can swim and be allowed to swim because you're an athlete. So we do. We did have a few athletes in our team that uh, kept on swimming this whole time, and it's really interesting to see their differences with the other clubs and their differences with the other kids that really didn't get to swim. And then on the other hand, you had kids that were allowed to swim, but their local pool and all. They, they was supposed to be they were supposed to be good enough and now they didn't really get a chance and I think on my on my hand um, I really love I would really love to see the way they took all their new knowledge that they acquired over zoom training and use it and utilize it into their swimming because now they understand what I say. When I say alignment, obviously I say mm. it in Hebrew, but they understand what I mean. And I, I think I can, I can see on their eyes when I used to say you have to um, hold your uh, streamline in this way and they couldn't understand. And now that we did all these exercises about alignment, they understand the streamline a lot better. So I really want to see it makes a difference. And I really want to see my swimmers beat swimmers that used to beat them, you know what I mean? Just because they acquired more knowledge. No, that's awesome, guy. This has been a great conversation. It's been so fun to hear your perspective and journey as a coach and getting into the dryland talk. What would you tell other coaches that are maybe like you just learned about podcasts about a year ago? Maybe they're listening to this podcast now and learning about the surge strength dryland certification, regardless of their background, education and coaching wise. What would you say to them about enrolling to become SSDC? I mean, first of all, I'd say that even if you think you have enough knowledge, you can always learn more. And, and, and just learning new stuff from other coaches can um, make your knowledge. Like either it can get bigger or it can get better or together. And I mean... It's a time in our life that we, we, sh- we should have enough time to get more knowledge and to, get, uh, to make ourselves as coaches better. You know what I mean? Because things are different and nobody knows how they're going to be in a year or two years. So maybe getting more knowledge or getting, like I said, verifying very fine your knowledge should be like a, a good thing for everyone. 
I, I can't think about anyone ne- learning new things is going to be bad for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a great way to put it, guy. That's a great way to put it. We're going to def- definitely have to have you back on the podcast once you guys get back in the water full bore. And we can see mm-hmm. after you become SSDC, you could put those credentials behind your name and and then we'll see, check in with how your swimmers and everything are doing. Yeah, I'd love to come back. Thank you. It was fun. <laughs> awesome. Guy, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. Open enrollment to become Surge Strength Dryland Certified is coming soon. Learn more about becoming SSDC at surgestrength.com slash certification. Open enrollment will be for a limited time only. So join the SSDC waitlist and don't miss this chance to gain more knowledge about Dryland. When you become SSDC, you'll be able to save yourself time and frustration while getting better results with your Dryland training. Get ready for open enrollment to become SSDC today.